Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Welcome to the Get Fit Guys Quick and Dirty Tips to Slim Down and Shape Up. My name is Brock Armstrong, and I'm the Get Fit Guy. Rock climbing has <clears throat> climbed in popularity over the last 20 years. Many people think that it'll someday <coughs> ascend to the heights of outdoor activities such as jogging and fishing, which, based on research by the Outdoor Foundation, are the two most popular outdoor activities in the United States. Indoor rock climbing is said to have started in the United States in the early 1980s, when outdoor rock climbers started building training walls in garages and warehouses. And according to a 2010 Outdoor Recreation Participation Report, approximately 6,148,000 Americans, or 2.7% of the population over the age of 6, were participating in rock climbing activities, such as bouldering, sport climbing, indoor climbing, traditional climbing, and mountaineering. So, why is it so popular? Why do people do it, and how can you get started? Well, first, let's look at what makes a good rock climber. Muscular strength and endurance in rock climbing has always been measured in the forearm, the hand, and the fingers via a thing called dynamometry, which is a measurement of force and power. But interestingly, when absolute hand strength was assessed in a study called the Physiology of Rock Climbing, they found very little difference between climbers and the general population. But when we look closer, we see that most elite rock climbers are quite small in stature, with pretty low body fat percentage and body mass. So when their hand strength was calculated in relation to the body mass, the elite climbers scored significantly higher. According to that same study, at its core, rock climbing is simply repeated bouts of isometric contractions. So, based on that, they went on to test grip endurance using both repeated isometric contractions and sustained contractions. And they found that the times to fatigue during repeated isometric contractions were significantly better in climbers when they compared it with sedentary individuals. However, during sustained contractions until exhaustion, climbers did not differ from the normal population. The study authors think that this comes down to the ability to perform repeated isometric forearm contractions without fatigue. Now they also found that among climbers there's a difference in handling elevated blood lactate. 
Now, most of the climbers showed an increased ability to tolerate and remove lactic acid during climbing. And if you've ever experienced a lactic acid burn while you're gripping something for dear life, you'll know how beneficial that could be. Now, oddly enough, flexibility was not identified as either necessary nor a detriment to climbing success, although that is, of course, with the caveat that rock climbers must have climbing-specific flexibility in order to perform well. Now, as far as measures of fitness goes, as the difficulty of the climb increases, so does oxygen uptake, energy expenditure, and heart rate per meter climbed but they saw a disproportionate rise in heart rate when compared to oxygen uptake, which the study suggested may be due to an increase in arterial blood pressure secondary to stress, which means, just in a nutshell, that the higher they climbed, the more stressed out the climbers became. So, in conclusion, the researchers left us with this statement. It appears that success in climbing is not related to individual physiological variables, but is the result of a complex interaction of physiological and psychological factors. And you know what? Honestly, that could be said of any sport, but I think it applies more directly to rock climbing than many other sports. And let me demonstrate why by highlighting a few of the unique and some of the more expected benefits of rock climbing. The first benefit is it builds strength and endurance. Now, despite appearances, climbing actually requires a lot more than pure upper body strength. Completing a climb successfully requires a long list of fitness factors, such as fancy footwork, aerobic endurance, core stability, and lower body strength. Not many folks who are heading out for a cardio workout often think of hitting the climbing wall, but actually ascending walls is a great way to get your heart rate up. And it has been shown that climbing a wall for one hour can burn 700 calories or more in an adult male. Now throw in some tricky maneuvers and some difficult reaches, and it will also challenge your mobility, flexibility, and endurance. The second benefit is it reduces stress. Now, sure, exercise in general has been shown to reduce stress, but rock climbing, like other extreme sports, has the added advantage of a state called flow. Climbers routinely talk about losing themselves in the flow of the climbing and getting themselves into a mindset that creates a sense of euphoria and even blocks pain. And if you climb outdoors, there's the added stress-relieving benefits of the activity known as forest bathing, or shinrin-yoku. The third benefit is that it boosts brain function. Simply put, climbing involves problem-solving. In fact, bouldering routes, which is rock climbing done without ropes and at low heights, are often called problems by veteran climbers. Climbing up a wall or a face requires both body awareness and problem solving because the way to the top is often not as obvious or direct as you might think, and it takes a ton of focus to determine which holds are solid, where to place your foot, and how to shift your body weight before making your next move. There was a recent study that looked into whether climbing, which is a motor activity that incorporates upward movements by using both hands and feet, was able to physically modify specific brain areas. 
The study was called Prolonged Rock Climbing Activities Induces Structural Changes in the Cerebellum and Parietal Lobe, and they concluded that there was indeed an enlargement of the parietal area of the brain, and this enlargement is likely due to the brain needing to predict the sensory consequences of each action the climber makes, and to make the movement corrections in accordance. Now, let's face it. Motor control and sensory motor prediction of actions can make the difference between staying on the wall and, well, plummeting to your doom. And that's serious stuff when you're at an extreme altitude. You know, there's a theory called Hebb's Law, or Hebb's Rule, depending on where you look. And it says that when neuron A fires, causing neuron B to also fire, changes occur in the neurons that will make this sequence more likely to happen in the future. Now you may have actually heard of Hebb's law like this. Neurons that fire together, wire together. Now when this neuron firing cascade happens in rock climbing, especially in repetition, well, all that practice and running drills can improve a climber's performance by literally changing and building neuronal connections. Now, the fourth benefit that we see in rock climbing is that it creates social connections. Rock climbers are, well, exceptionally social. Of course, there are some loners out there, but in general, rock climbers are pretty extroverted and fun-loving, and climbing is a pretty darn social activity. Now, part of this is simply out of necessity because climbers need to take turns belaying for each other, and belaying is fixing or securing a running rope around a pin, a rock, a cleat, or something else sturdy. That means they have to communicate with each other to keep everyone safe. But aside from simply needing to keep each other safe, climbers are a pretty supportive and outgoing community. And the fifth and final benefit is it can build confidence. Now, it has been said that fear is among the greatest obstacles which prevent us from enjoying life to its fullest extent. And it likely comes as no surprise to you that one of the most common fears, aside from public speaking, is the fear of heights and, of course, falling from those heights. Obviously, rock climbing is one way to conquer those fears. And I mean the heights one, not the speaking one. By using the appropriate harness and other safety measures, even beginner climbers can conquer great heights. And as we all know, conquering any fear can build confidence and self-esteem. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. 
for when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea. Totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. All right, before you go and hit the climbing wall or the real thing, you'll want to prepare yourself physically for the job. And there are many workouts, protocols, and plans out there to get you ready for a particular climb that you want to tackle. But here are some extreme basics to get you started. So let's start with the good old pull-up. And for that, the muscles that are worked are the brachialis and the brachioradialis in the arms, the rhomboids in your upper back, the lower trapezius and teres major, which is between the shoulder blades, and the pectoralis major and pectoralis minor, which are your chest muscles. Now, it should be no surprise that arm strength is important for climbers. And what is more simple and effective than the good old pull-up? Now, if you're serious about getting good at climbing, get yourself a pull-up bar and install it in a high traffic area of your home, somewhere you pass often during the day, and make an effort to do a set amount of pull-ups every time you pass under that bar. And it doesn't have to be that many, just enough so that it adds up over the day. Now, if you can't install a pull-up bar in your home, well, find a local playground or somewhere else that you can work on this very essential climbing strength exercise. You won't regret this one. Now the next exercise is push-ups. And when you do a push-up, you work the pectoral muscles, the triceps, which is the back of your arm, the biceps, which is the front of your arm, the front and rear heads of your deltoids, which makes your shoulders look awesome, your rhomboids, trapezius, and latissimus dorsi. Now climbing isn't all about pulling yourself up the wall. It is also, and some climbers would actually say mostly, about pushing yourself up the wall. This is known as mantling in the climbing world, and it is a very useful skill to have, if for no other reason than to haul your exhausted body onto that flat ground at the top of a rock face or wall. To properly mantle, you need a strong chest, strong shoulders, and reliable triceps, which are all muscles that are worked when performing a push-up. Now the next exercise is a dead hang or hangboard training. And to do this, you work the muscles in your hand and your wrist flexors. You also work your brachioradialis and extensor carpi radialis, which are your forearms, and your deltoid muscles in your shoulders. Having good grip strength is essential for climbing. Being able to grip the tiniest holds gives you more time to calculate your next move, and that will help you climb more efficiently by allowing you to use your other climbing muscles more effectively. Hangboard training is one of the most time-efficient ways to build hand and finger strength, especially if you can't train at a climbing gym all the time. By simply doing two or three 30-minute workouts per week, you can get excellent hang strength results. Completing a one-arm dead hang is also important. Just make sure that you focus on keeping your shoulder blade back and down as much as possible. This provides the most stability and will protect you from injury. Now the next exercise is plank or mountain climber. And for this one, the muscles that are worked are the traversus abdominis muscle, gluteus medius and gluteus minimus muscles, which are your abductors, the adductor muscles of the hip, the external and the internal obliques, which run up the sides of your core. 
If you don't have a strong core, you won't be successful in most sports, and climbing is no exception. Core muscles are always engaged when you're climbing. They come in especially handy when tackling a line that requires more balance. Simply put, having a strong core makes all your other muscles do their jobs better. There are many other core exercises you can do, but simply planking is a great place to start. Planks are much more effective than doing some crunches or some sit-ups because they use your whole core, not just your abs. Now, once you can hold a good front and side plank, well then, graduate onto single arm and leg variations like bird dog planks or a plank series, and then you can move on to the mountain climber. I mean, they are called that for a reason. And finally, the last exercise you can do at home is the calf raise. And for this one, the muscles that are worked are the gastrocnemius, which is the largest posterior calf muscle, the soleus, which is the smaller posterior calf muscle, and the tibialis anterior, which is the largest anterior calf muscle. Good leg agility and solid lower leg strength can make a huge difference in your climbing because, as we learned earlier, it's not all about your arms. After all, foot placement accounts for two of your four points of contact on the wall or the rock face. Strong and supple legs are required for taking your body weight on your toes, and that can in turn give you those extra centimeters of reach for your next hold. Your legs are often burning and maybe shaking as much as your arms after a good climb, so make sure you build strength and stamina there as well. Now, there are very few activities out there that really give you the opportunity to challenge yourself as much as rock climbing does, and you don't have to make a pilgrimage to Devil's Tower to do it either. Even at your local climbing wall, you can feel your confidence and your self-reliance grow with each climb, and often, quite quickly, new climbers will find themselves pushing the borders of their comfort zone. Now, rock climbing is a physically and mentally demanding sport that, thanks to indoor rock climbing walls sprouting up all over the place, can be done year-round. And it can truly test an athlete's agility, endurance, flexibility, strength, and balance along with their mental tenacity, their creativity, and their focus. Rock climbing can be dangerous, so be sure to do plenty of preparation, including learning about the climbing techniques and proper use of climbing equipment, but with the proper training, you too can have arms like rock climbers Catherine Vanderford and Sean Kenny. And of course, you can find me at facebook.com slash getfitguy or twitter.com slash getfitguy or getfitguy.quickanddirtytips.com. Now, my name is Brock Armstrong, and I'm the Get Fit Guy, asking you, what are you waiting for? Go get fit. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh-generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of seventh-generation. Find seventh-generation laundry detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at seventhgeneration.com. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. 
Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed.